Hello and welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And today we are going through episode seven through nine of the anime called My Hero Academia. What did you guys think of this little chunk of episodes before we dive in? Uh, turns out show's still good. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Still good. Still solid. <laughs> we have so many to go uh, after this, so it's very good that it's, it's still yeah. good. Good, Turns out yeah. liking it, not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, this is sort of the finishing up of the like, all right, here's the here's the school. Here's mm. all the, the set dressing for what the show will actually be going forward. Yeah, I felt like the show was like, OK, cool. We've done like the exposition minute over here. And so now we're like, oh, look, plot. You like plot? Here's some plot. Now it's, now it's time to fuck shit up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of fucking shit up. Oh no. Oh no. I have to tell you guys about my no good bad story that <laughs> happened just before recording this podcast. All day today, I was proudly wearing my Aizawa t-shirt. <laughs> All day. It has a little little Aizawa sleeping in his sleeping bag like right here on on the left boob. Um, that, and I was so rules. excited to wear that tonight. I was like, I don't care if I look like a bum. I'm going to go on camera <laughs> and while we record and I'm going to show off this Aizawa shirt and then I decided, like a dumb bitch, to make coffee at 4.30. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, I, I take a drink of my coffee. It was too much. It was too hot. And it got on Aizawa shirt. Mm. So, And it's a white shirt. So I just had That's a big coffee sucks. stain. Oh, no. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend owns like a, an Aizawa like combo sweatshirt and, and uh, pants. Thing. that's incredible yeah <laughs> i i need to see this please tell her to, to send pics pics <laughs> <or> it didn't happen <laughs> send me pics of aizawa <laughs> we get actually a little bit of aizawa at the end of this so let's start out episode seven is deku versus kachan deku says uh from the top that they are from the same neighborhood um so they've known each other basically their whole lives as somebody who used to live in the same place for like 23 years uh in a row growing up um even if kids around you suck who who else are you gonna fucking play legos with mm -hmm. right like there's there's only like there's there's eric down the street and he's the only motherfucker <laughs> that knows what bot bionicle is yeah it's always eric too yeah it's it always is always eric. eric eric's got the fucking n64 you don't got that so you just kind of deal with it and he makes you use like the shitty what like is it, right, like, is it mad right. cats controller or whatever mad cats yeah you get, yeah you yeah. get the little brother controller for sure yeah it's yeah. like the fucking analog stick is rubbed off halfway so that's when when deku said that i was like oh my god i totally like it makes so much more sense why they're like still friends it's just because it's like well this is this is my like government mandated friend mm -hmm. from, from <laughs> this is my this is my state issued friend from childhood he he fell within the radius if netflix did like a live action like americanized my hero like thing like his name would be like eric explosion or something instead of bakugo <laughs> yeah fucking the dragon ball evolution version of my hero academia <laughs> don't, don't fucking make deku look like clay aiken for some reason oh my god i hate that i hate that so much i hate that movie this is a complete tangent i hate yeah, that movie fine. but i really do think everybody should watch it at least once I am one of the biggest Dragon Ball fans alive and I still haven't seen it. So maybe that's what we do for one of our like bonus episodes is we get drunk and watch Dragon Ball Evolution. Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking Piccolo looks like Alan Rickman in Galaxy Quest, but green. I hate that. Yeah. 
I remember being excited for that movie. We can't talk about this anymore. We cannot <laughs> talk about this anymore. Again, I get one sentence in and then I'm like, well, let's talk about something completely different other than this show. Anyway, um, Deku says that Bakugo was confident and adventurous. And in the manga, it says he wasn't bad or good. He was just confident. But then he says his quirk manifesting accelerated him down the wrong path. He says again that all men are not created equal. This is the reality that I learned about society at the age of four. And this is like kind of what the show is about, right? Like we talked about how it's not really a typical hero story in that it's not a power versus powerless thing. But even though most people are powered, Deku was treated differently by at least Bakugo um, for being quirkless for his whole life. Mm -hmm. um, and now that he thinks that Deku is hiding a quirk from him the whole time, that shakes up Bakugo's whole shit and pisses him the fuck off. Pisses him off so much that he leaves Ida in the dust, which I love. I love just Ida being like on the bench and then he just decides to be evil <laughs> and commit to that later on. All Might introduces the capture tape, which is what I guess you, you wrap up the person and then and that's like kind of like a flag football kind of a thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah but you put the flag on the person. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Deku demonstrates that he's like literally already learned from Aizawa uh, and that he's holding his own without using a quirk against the number one student. Uh, All Might says that his fanboyism is paying off, which is which is cool that like he's not just out of his depth yet. And he, anyway, he, yeah. he becomes out of his depth later later on here. Bakugo, like I said, is getting like like mad upset about this. He thinks Deku's playing with him and he makes him feel like he needs to prove himself. Um, All Might is concerned and is like, I should definitely stop this because one of them makes explosions and the other one will punch him into fucking confetti. But, you know, <laughs> a drinking game for this episode. Take a shot every time All Might says I should probably stop this. Oh, my God. Because it's got to be like five times. And he's right. just like, I should do this as a teacher. But for the show at large, I think like a good uh, drinking game is like take a shot every time All Might looks worried. <laughs> God, true. God, fucking Jesus. Every time he looks worried but doesn't do anything to fix the situation. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really like how they go into Bakugo's backstory a lot here. Mm -hmm. He is very clearly, you know, like he's from that same neighborhood. Like obviously like Deku and Bakugo did not have really like a lot of money growing up. It wasn't necessarily necessarily the greatest place to grow up but it like certainly wasn't the worst but like once you know Bakugo's quirk manifested everybody just started telling him that he's great because of that and I really think that like went to his head a whole lot and if somebody were to help him that means that he thinks he's weak and he has to be strong otherwise you know people stop thinking oh okay you can do anything you want with this quirk but the moment he can't it's like okay he's just like lost all value as a person because he's associating mm -hmm. all value of himself with what others think of him like he wants to be the number one hero he wants to be you know like he, he wants to be the number one hero honestly like for the wrong reasons at this point right it's like yeah. And this is something that I'll definitely touch on more when we talk about the end of uh, episode nine. But Bakugo has major gifted kid syndrome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Like he excelled at a very, very young age. Mm -hmm. And because of that and because of the praise he got, because I mean, even his teachers were like, look at him, like you're going to be a top hero with that flashy quirk. Mm -hmm. He thrives off of that. And he feels like that's what makes him him. And mm -hmm. if he's not the best, if he's not excelling, like then he is a failure. Um, and that's something that just constantly crushes him. And so, like, 
and, and we've talked about this before too whenever he's looked down upon or pitied it's making him feel like he's less of a person and, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. definitely he has gifted kid syndrome like bad 100% for like another ADHD parallel he almost has like rejection sensitive dysphoria mm-hmm. which is like any anytime like basically anything bad happens to you it like it turns into a like what is wrong with me I've wasted my entire life yeah. everything is horrible so so yeah but we get to that that explanation of Bakugo after uh, Deku says when I said that I wasn't trying to compete with you I'm trying to compete with you now and I want to win yeah, which is yeah. like that, that fuck rules. yeah Deku <laughs> fuck yeah and like the, the just the whole vibe of like I'm gonna win without my quirk is like up until like literally the, the last part of this fight this is how good he would have done against Bakugo if he got in quirkless mm-hmm. like he still would have almost beat Bakugo not without having a quirk at all so after he says that we get the little uh, flashback to the stuff that we were already talking about he was told like at a young age like Jess was saying how great he was and how good of a quirk he had and in this society where this is like the job (laughs) uh, that encouragement and maybe even pressure uh, made Bakugo into someone that was always either showing off or defensively proving himself uh, when he felt challenged. So in a lesser show, this would be like the the Vegeta in his worst written moments anyway. Mm-hmm. The like guy that's just there to say like, I don't like the main character and cross his arms and be angry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's cool that we like get to we get to see like why he is the way he is, like Cam was saying, and we can kind of like, I don't agree with the way that he is, but I understand right. the pathway that led him to yeah. here. And Jess, you saying that he's gift- gifted kid syndrome, that's like perfect. I feel like it could have just been very easy for this show to have just been shown in Trope City. Like, it, yeah. like everybody calls the show Green Naruto and it very much could have ended up like Green Naruto. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's <laughs> the, the characters have like a whole lot of depth. I, I just really enjoy how kind of right out of the gate, they're just like, we're not going to like do a is Bakugo like secretly evil they're just like no he's just a fucking troubled kid that just was Mm -hmm. given too much attention and he's just trying Mm -hmm. to you know wreck like deal with that as he gets older I think it's like important too that they don't make him like he's not just I mean he is a bully and he is an asshole kid but he's not just like a bully or asshole kid for the sake of Mm -hmm. being a bully slash asshole you know like he to him when he has those moments when he's just flat out mean he does it so matter of factly like it's just the way he's been raised it's just Mm -hmm. the way he's been brought to think it's like yeah well i mean i'm just the best like it's a it's a true statement like i don't know what you want me to do about it look at the fucking scoreboard i'm the top on here y'all can Mm -hmm. fucking chill like and like spoilers later we meet not in this chunk of episodes but later on we meet his mom and you're like yeah i get it (laughs) yeah like i understand why he's that way but yeah no when he got when his quirk manifests he he says to himself oh i see i'm amazing because they were literally (laughs) telling him that he's amazing he didn't come up with this on his own Mm -hmm. um and he said no one is as amazing as me and i said i I just have wow dude in my notes (laughs) for that so you can really see how like this confident and adventurous kid can become like a dick with too much positive reinforcement i wish that i had like a fraction of that confidence about anything god same holy <laughs> shit i'm 30 years old i wouldn't walk on a log if you paid me 50 dollars, man because <laughs> if i fall i'm not getting deku couldn't even help me back up if he wanted to powers or no and i also found it interesting that they show deku being like oh he's something called quirkless and these kids don't even know what being quirkless means and they make fun of deku for it in normal life being quirkless is kind of whatever but in school 
Um, if you're any way different, uh, it's a bad thing, right? Like that's how bullying works in school in general. That's how school goes. <laughs> it's sort of like not playing a sport. Like, what do you mean you don't want to be on the basketball team? Sort of a yeah. sort of a scenario. Like, what is that? Which you know, I dealt with that. <laughs> I was I was the president of chess club. I completely understand. Really? Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Bakugo's not the only one getting character development hey. backstories. <laughs> Do you want to know a very uh, weird story about myself that kind of relates to this? It's a short story. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. My friend once dragged me to the anime club at my school. I went to one meeting. And in that one meeting, they were establishing like the roles for that year. And I was voted treasury or like... like <laughs> of the anime club i never Sick. went to another meeting but Sick. i was the treasurer <laughs> he showed up and ended up fucking anime colin powell <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i was i was the treasurer of uh my anime club in high school even though i went to one meeting in Hell which yeah. i was voted that and i never returned <laughs> i didn't even get to hide any treasure <laughs> yeah. yeah i remember it was like they were they were really pushing me because i i talked to them about like how much i love video games and stuff and mm. they're like oh you should go to like st lewis comic-con with me you should you should go to the anime club like all this stuff and i was like like genuinely i was like yeah sure that sounds good but i just realistically didn't have time sure. and like yeah it, it just it just never happened <laughs> it's fine now now you're in an anime club with 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 us yeah exactly. now can i be the treasurer i have experience yeah, you're the treasurer of my hero academia thank you back to the show <laughs> back again to the back show. to the other school <laughs> uh in another scene bakugo gets mad when he's offered help by deku because he sees it as a weak person thinking that they're in a position to do something that he it's so stupid of just like, oh, I, here, let me help you up. And he's just like, I'm going to remember this forever and fuck you. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, stop it. He ate shit, too. He has the scariest fucking looks, too. Just the over the shoulder, like mm -hmm. tiny pupils. It's like, kid, calm yeah. down. <laughs> fucking chill, dude. Back in the present, uh, Ida decides to devote himself to his role and be a villain, which is adorable. So cute. Um, Bakugo's gross gauntlets are full of his sweat mm -hmm. uh, that he can't ignite. So this design just isn't for show. He literally keeps his bodily fluids in like like an explosive bear grills is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like that's super gross, but it's also like fucking rad. He also has grenades on his like belt, which are like, oh, that's his sweat too. It's very okay. funny to me that another synonym for tryhard is sweaty. That's the whole joke. Okay. That's okay. that's my entire joke. Um, I just wanted to get that out there. Thank you, everybody. You're doing great, Sweaty. Thanks, thanks. I want to, like, go into a scene with Bakugo in it and, like, do Foley up with, like, a milk jug swishing around mm, as he's, like, yeah. moving. Yeah, so gross. I hate that's that. that's what it would sound like. That. That's that's terrible. Um, All Might says uh, to stop because Baka goes like, here comes my sweat, motherfucker. <laughs> He's about to fucking nuke him. Like, yep. Whoa. And Baka goes like, it's going to be fine as long as he dodges. And he fucking <laughs> blows that shit up. Um, and says that he's going to force Deku to use his quirk and beat him, uh, even if he's at full strength, which like he wouldn't be able to do mm -hmm. because again if Deku punched him he would turn into like a, a ground beef patty that got thrown on the floor <laughs> at like mock speed <laughs> he would be a stain on the wall Uraraka tries to do like a flying leap and she self floats um, which is I guess a thing that we just now learn about her or at least Ida does she says that she needs to try as hard as Deku which is like something that keeps on happening throughout the show is people are like Deku's trying so I'm gonna try too all Might is like, all right, new rule. If you use that other gauntlet, you're fucking done. You're out. 
Uh, he says again to himself that he wants to stop the fight, but he doesn't. Take a shot. Uh, Bakugo says, fine, we'll just finish this with fists then. And Deku tells Uraraka to get ready for something that he's planning. But Bakugo demonstrates that he's smart as fuck and knows his quirk by doing a midair exploding fucking cartwheel and busts Deku the fuck that up. That shit was sick as fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Like, yeah, this is like the second time I've seen it. But God, I was like, fuck, yo. Yeah, it's it's showing that like he doesn't just use his gauntlets or his his explosions or whatever just as like an attack thing he uses it mm-hmm. defensively yeah. like for a smoke screen which is pretty cool it's not just a gun right like i know like they cut to like the other students watching the mm-hmm. training exercise and they're just like holy shit this dude's brilliant like he's not just mm-hmm. mad he's like mad smart <laughs> yeah and we talked about it before how like he's also just like academically inclined and a totally. good student as well yeah. like he's mm-hmm. not just a dumb jock yeah, like like Cam was saying, fucking Rock Candy Boy says that he it uh, he didn't take him for somebody that's smart, but he says that he's more subtle than he thought for using that smoke screen to create an opening. Baga goes like, all right, you fucking saw my right hook last time. Here it fucking comes again. Mm-hmm. He uh, punches Deku and grabs him and does to Deku what Deku did to him at the beginning and does like a fucking whap on mm-hmm. the ground like a wet towel. And that like that thing when he like moves to the side with his like, yeah. like five explosions all at once. That shit rules. That shit rules. Something that remains true from this point and just like the entire series, Bakugo is so fun to watch fight. Absolutely. Yeah. He really is. I was reading the manga for this. Seeing it in motion is so much better, in my opinion, than just like looking at like a picture of it and imagining what it is. Because a lot of times with manga, like what you imagine is cooler than what it would actually probably look like, but not the case here at all. Mm-hmm. Deku says that he doesn't have a chance to think, which is like, that's how you beat Deku is you don't give him a chance to like go into his fucking mind palace. And so he gets into position, tells Bakugo that he's amazing and that's uh, and he always has been. And that's why Deku wants to win sort of like a badge of honor of like, okay, cool, I can beat Bakugo. All Might again says he needs to stop the fight, but this is necessary for both of them to become heroes, which like, you know, looking forward like that's true deku gets ready for a detroit smash which is the same uh, attack that all might use to defeat the sludge villain mm. so if we paid attention we could have known what he was about to do a few seconds before he did it i had that thought of like oh yeah all of these attacks that all might does they're all like like a detroit smash is an uppercut all the time mm-hmm. well and something else like watching this that i found interesting is it's like kind of ballsy of Deku to use literally the same names that All Might mm-hmm. has for these moves. I'm like <laughs> he gets he gets he does like his own ones later on, but yeah. they're just like different cities in the United States, like St. Louis and like Manchester and stuff <laughs> like that. It's like what are and you I, doing? I guess that could just be seen as like fanboy, sure, you know, yeah. like an homage to him or whatever. Like that's probably how Bakugo would think of it. But like kind of ballsy yeah absolutely speaking of like special moves deku's uh uppercut makes the like 15 floors of this building explode with the coolest sound effect i've ever heard <laughs> and uraraka uses this chance to do a comet home run which is her taking a giant concrete pillar and whapping a bunch of uh concrete at ida and he's like fucking home run what is what are you talking about <laughs> comet home run is a really badass name though yeah i yeah, For I really a movie. Like yeah. It. yeah. Yep, so this makes a distraction so that she can tag the weapon and win. 
Deku, there's there's that like heartbreaking shot of Deku with his like arm like burnt because he just took that. Yeah, he didn't like use his quirk to brace himself. He just took fucking fourth degree burns on his arm, and he is broke to fuck hundred percent from this. He's his one arm is a noodle, the other one is like a burnt noodle, <laughs> and he probably thought that Aizawa was right and that he sees this as kind of a failure. But as All Might says, heroes win. Him saying heroes win is just like really cool in yeah. general. There's like no like narrative links to that or whatever. Nothing, nothing like art school fancy. Mm-hmm. It was very much like a, like a Gryffindor wins like yeah. the house cup thing. Yes. It's like you yeah. shouldn't be this stoked about like two <laughs> students winning. Right. Like you should be a little bit more impartial <laughs> here. But like, uh-huh. OK, I get it. Episode eight is Bakugo's start line. Um, we start with more or less Bakugo, Bakugo, Bakugo's view of the previous events. Bakugo's Guiji. No, <laughs> oh, no. That's his. That's his nickname after yeah. he got caught by the goo monster. He's Bakugo. Bakugo. Oh no. The shock on his face is absolutely. It's it's the look of somebody that had like their entire worldview altered like in an instant. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Deku has not been using his quirk for his whole life because because he doesn't know about the borrowed power at this point. Um, he's like he hasn't been using it because it was too strong. Are you fucking kidding me? This fucking worm. I also want to real quick shout out uh, Bakugo teeth are fucking huge yeah <laughs> they're fucking yeah. massive those chompers are big boys he's got some chompers speaking of somebody a character that has cool teeth we cut to a uh, sharp boy um saying the losers are practically uninjured but the winners are on the ground um and then a bird man says they lost the battle but won the war and then a frog girl says this is training though (laughs) god bless uh frog girl yeah another one of those instances where it's just like deku did not need to hurt himself that bad this was a school thing like Like, okay (laughs) yo this is like week two what are you doing (laughs) yeah (laughs) bakugo isn't the best in the world for the first time in his life here um and he asks himself like wait a minute if we went all out does this mean that Deku like would completely totally whip my ass? Like he is having a panic attack mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. All Might interrupts his inner monologue and says like, "Okay, time to look at the results. Uh win or lose, you can always learn something," which, you know, good good teacher yeah, moment. Yeah. Um All Might says that Ida got the highest points um because he played his role or he would say that but ponytail speaks up and gives like this full play-by-play shoutcast recap of like who did best (laughs) and why um and all might responds with yeah but ida could have been more relaxed but otherwise yes perfect (laughs) 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 fucking ponytail gives us some highfalutin taoist bullshit like before being introduced as momo yaoyorozu one of the four students that made in on recommendation and speaking of those i made it i think i said something incorrect in the last episode there are two students that made it in with recommendations in class a and two in class b and this is shown later on but um they still had an exam to get in only two per hero course were let in so again this society for you know some of its flaws that we were saying like you know the academic situation is like a little bit more fair than it's in the real world which i enjoy mm-hmm. yeah. it's time for the next match because there are more people in this school than just deku and we got to meet them invisible girl's name is hagakure uh, and she's going stealth interestingly we never ever get a formal present mic intro for her ever hmm. like up to where we are in the manga interesting nothing hmm that is weird but you know she's invisible you get it like it's 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 not like um the guy who eats sugar and then gets strong like where you right you 
like I guess you can intuit what that is. It's like you see gloves and boots and you're like, all right, she's invisible. I got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. There's a gross arm guy from the octopus, uh, the gross hentai octopus joke from <laughs> last episode. Um, his name is Shoji Mezzo. His quirk is he can let any one of his four extra arms make any body part that he wants. Um, and he's like he's like your recon boy. Mm-hmm. He's like a sleeper hit favorite character. Like he he has some like great MVP moments in especially in the movies. But um, he's a background character for sure. <laughs> I feel like of a lot of the quirks that they're introducing, his is like supremely fucking useful. Mm-hmm. When we were watching one of the earlier episodes um i was with my girlfriend and i was like so does shoji cover up his mouth because he's an octopus and his real mouth is on his butt hmm. i don't i don't want to know the answer hmm. i want to know the answer <laughs> i want to know the forbidden knowledge please tell me the forbidden knowledge iceman who is his uh his partner says go outside um and then he freezes the entire fucking building Um, which could be useful right now because it's fucking too hot right now in my apartment. He freezes the entire place, stopping Hagakure and fucking Failtail in their place um, as he wins pretty much single-handedly, literally, because he only uses one hand. And then with the other hand, he melts all the ice, and that's because his quirk is half hot, half cold. His name is Shoto Todoroki. Um, He is the other Class A recommendation boy. He freezes with one side and heats up with the other. And we don't know the extent of his abilities. That's what his uh, present mic introduction says. Fun, cool thing that I noticed is that the side of his body that has ice on it is the part that warms it up. I think that's neat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's it. I just wanted to point out that's cool. No, yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, is he covering it up? I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) And something that's interesting to note with like Todoroki versus Bakugo, who like Especially after you watch these episodes, you kind of take away the knowledge like, okay, these two kids are like kind of next level. Like they Mm -hmm. have very aggressive, very Mm -hmm. like powerful quirks. Um, But you have someone who like who Bakugo is very much like this bully because he was around kids and he was allowed to become that. And then you see Todoroki, who is condescending, but is also kind of just like isolated loner, mm-hmm. you know, like you you can Ooh. tell like there's some, he's just kind of detached from everything. Right. And it's, you know, yeah. we'll go more into his upbringing and stuff like that. But like, it's just two different sides of like powerful kid. How were they raised? Yeah. And even like Bakugo during his panic attacks through the rest of these, he's just like, I don't know if I can compete with him. Like I could yeah. not have beaten him when he did that. Well, and it's like even when um, Todoroki, like we said, single handedly wins this thing when he Mm -hmm. approaches Invisible Girl, like he says, like, don't feel bad. Like, we're just at different levels. Yeah. And he means that he's he he literally means, oh, don't worry. I'm just really good. Yeah. Which sucks. But also, like, (laughs) I, I, I think there's there is something to be said about, like, knowing where you are. But I don't think that mm-hmm. he's ever, like, intended that to come across as condescending. It just does. Nope. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's not trying to be like Bakugo where it's like, know your place. Very matter-of-factly, like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm, like, fucking level 50 mob boss and you're, like, level <laughs> 3, like, criminal or whatever. Yeah. I-, I kind of view My Hero Academia as, like, about Shoto Todoroki and his family and Deku is just, like, somebody who knows him like in in general like throughout the entire series like i kind of look at shoto as like this this show is like about him but we will obviously get to all that shit later on for now we see tape boy hard man (laughs) bird man with ghost hands frogger momo and grapehead um headphone jack and electro muscles and rocky head 
Uh, Frenchie gets his cape melted by Pink Lady, which is uh, a fate worse than death for him. <laughs> I love the, we'll like actually get introduced to her later, but the, the pink girl, I love her so much. She's like one of my favorites. She's good. She's great. Again, the only bad one in the entire class is is grape uh, is grape God, asshole. So you know, raisin piece of shit. Afterwards, <laughs> no surprise, the only people that incurred major injury is Deku. Yet again, everybody else just kind of had like a cool sporting activity. Yeah, they're just like De- right, De- cool. Deku broke a whole building and himself. Hey, oh, we're, we're just playing dodgeball in PE class. Y'all are out here <laughs> fucking fighting a war doing fucking destructo discs and shit yeah and this never changes for deku too i feel like everything he does he approaches which with so much intensity it's a very intense child mm-hmm. he, yeah oh my god he gets more control as it goes on but like he's still very much like if he's gonna open up a box of oreo o's he's gonna do it the best way he fucking can <laughs> yeah it's like super interesting to think about that considering that like bakugo is basically his rival they're both just like deeply mm-hmm. intense people just in very mm-hmm. different yep. ways so after afterwards outside of the whole facility uh, all might says that everybody did great um which is a far cry from aizawa um and he zooms away because he was gonna turn back into a pumpkin <laughs> bakugo is still like shook as fuck uh and all might is pissed that he still doesn't have all that much time he doesn't even have enough time to teach is what he says and in japanese he goes shito <laughs> oh my God. cut to recovery girl as she scolds all might for being uh reckless with deku um valid she knows, honestly she, yeah she valid she, yeah she knows uh all might's secret uh, it's safe to say that she's probably known him and helped him out a lot over the years especially with his big 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 uh injury his big ouchie his big his big old ouchie (laughs) he apologizes and uh she tells him don't apologize to me apologize to deku and don't spoil him and in japanese she she calls him natural born hero sama (laughs) (laughs) that's really good i need to watch i need to watch it uh subtitle that sounds so good she's she's great (laughs) yeah recovery girl rules just she is not afraid to be like hey you're fucking up like she's so tired of all might 100 percent. she's been yeah. there's no official age ever given for all might but he is around he is in his mid to late 60s basically i didn't i didn't know he was that old yeah wow yeah. i thought he was uh, supposed to be like 40s we'll get into the uh the like explanation of of all that kind of stuff and like the history of this of this world that we don't know about yet later um but like recovery girl has been putting up with his bullshit for probably 40 years at this point and that sucks yeah <laughs> i couldn't do it yeah, yeah. god damn all might then reveals to us uh that only the principal recovery girl deku and a couple close friends know his secret and i think that it's just from my count it's just three people yeah and that is a lonely as fuck life recovery girl asks is it really important for just you to be the symbol of peace um, and he says, if I no longer am, then superhuman society will be seized by evil and resting the entire country and by extension, basically the world, because Japan is like the exemplary country here, resting the entire piece of the world on this one person makes things horribly unstable. The symbol of peace is basically like fiat currency. Like it's not, it doesn't actually mean anything unless people believe that it means something. 
and even All Might can't live up to it. So with all this in place, is there even peace to begin with? And I don't think there is. And we learned that later on that, no, there isn't. Mm -hmm. This is the responsibility of those with this power, he says. The responsibility is all for one, the guy with one for all. And then Recovery Girl's like, well, then do better for him then. Cause yeah. fuck. She's like, hey, quit being a piece of shit. Like, hey. He's busted up to all shit. I can't keep kissing this little boy. <laughs> get, him, get him the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Uh, Deku had to miss class to get healed like for the second time in like three days. Yeah. So he's he's that guy in class. But everyone waited around after class to congratulate him and tell him uh, that he inspired them to do better. I really, really like at this point, too. Like there's that hard cut between where he's like walking to the class where he's like doubting the shit out of himself because he's just like. I've missed so much class already. Like, am mm. I even cut out for this? And then the moment the door opens, everybody was just like, hey, we wanted to make sure you were OK. Like, it was this cool thing of like they straight up fucking pulled him out of a spiral that he was going to mm -hmm. go down. And mm -hmm. that's a really cool thing, establishing that there is already like this support system for him. Yeah. His friends pulled him out of a out of a depressive spiral and he inspired them to do better. And I have in, in my notes, oh, dang, sort of what the whole show is about, huh? <laughs> yeah. What's really cool about it, too. And this is said later on in the show. Deku makes the comment like, oh, my God, this is the complete opposite of, you know, what high school or middle school, whatever mm -hmm. it was like for me, mm -hmm. um, because it is like he was so used to like like in his middle school, if that would have happened, everybody would have just given him shit when he came back. But like mm -hmm. th he was actually like cared for. And you have all these students that are actually like kind and it's the mm -hmm. first time he's seen that he's used to being the kind person they all look up to heroes and he has been a hero like multiple mm -hmm. times in the couple of days that they've known him again he doesn't even realize it mm -hmm. um which which rules this is where we get like not a formal introduction to these kids but they introduce themselves to him uh hard boy's name is kirishima Saro is tape boy mina is pink lady suyu is frog girl but call her sue muscles is sato Deku is overwhelmed, and you probably are too, but you'll, you'll, you'll get it eventually. Yeah. Grape Kid is Mineta. Mm. Aoyama introduces himself like four times, but keeps getting interrupted by people, <laughs> um, which rules. And at least in the Japanese uh, one, he, he says, I'm the man who can't stop sparkling. <laughs> I fucking love him. Um, and I don't know if you guys noticed all the times where he was like just looking at the camera mm. with his little V mouth yeah, smile. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Ever since you brought that up, I'm like, okay, I, I just gotta keep looking at him and seeing him. It's so good. He, and oftentimes he has his like hands under yeah. his chin on his desk and he's like, bonjour. Birdman says that everybody's too loud. He's a fucking edgelord. Well, actually, his name is Tokoyami. He's sitting on the desks, which Ida hates. He's like, you're disrespecting our classmates. Arm movement, arm movement. I love the fucking like two frame animations of Ida when he gets upset. Mm -hmm. They're so funny. They're so good. He's so stiff to the point where, like, later on in the show, he has to learn breakdancing and he fucking sucks at it because he's too stiff. <laughs> I straight up adore Ida. He's one of my favorite yeah. characters. I love, like, that they they draw him that way, too. Like, because he yeah. is a very... I feel like we talked about it. Like, how he's, like, this very, like, angular... Like, he's, he's mm -hmm. very sharp and rigid and his movements mm -hmm. are sharp. And, like, it's mm -hmm. just such a reflection of his quirk and him. And like I said, um, I think on the first episode or second episode of this show, like, his eyebrows are literally arrows mm -hmm. um <laughs> electro shows up with uraraka and asks her out on a date lol nice try i said uh uraraka immediately starts talking to deku and she's like oh bakugo left already and deku's like all right 
right, see you later. <laughs> Bye, nerds. <laughs> he goes to catch up uh, to try and ease Bakugo's feelings because he apparently needs to do more fucking emotional favors and emotional labor for this big explodey boy. Deku has not even told his mom about One for All, but he tells Bakugo that his, that his quirk isn't his, and that's why he never showed that he had a quirk, and also why the uh, quirk is so hard on him. Um, and Baka goes like, fuck you, whatever, fuck you. Mm. Deku says, one day I'm going to make this power my own and I will beat you with it. And Baka goes like, fucking whatever. This was a fluke. I'm going to get you next time. I'm crying. I have to leave right now. I'm crying. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, Bakugo was told like he was great his entire life. And so you, he would have to believe that. And this is the gifted kid syndrome, like right here in mm -hmm. the scene. Like this is when it kicks in hard. Absolutely. Like he, he has, he's the kid who like never had to go home and study. He never mm -hmm. had, he could just like th you know slop whatever on his homework and turn it in he was good he just realized like oh shit i actually have to work in college is what many <laughs> what happens to many of us but like he's mm -hmm. like i actually have to work here like i am not the best and and he even like he's like not only did deku get me but like i couldn't do shit against todoroki if we were to fight and he's like and momo was completely spot on with everything that she said about me because i fucked up absolutely and like him realizing that is so heartbreaking for him yeah and he's scared that he doesn't even belong there anymore yeah and deku catching up to him and even holding back at the same time means that he's not as great as he thought at all mm -hmm. um and so he's having a crisis because his worldview is being destroyed by deku momo and shoto however he says he's still going to be the num number one hero and starts to leave that all might shows up uh to give it like a rousing speech to bakugo but he's just like fuck you i'm gonna be better than you yeah he's just like <laughs> Hey, fuck off. And then he's like, okay. <laughs> Great young buck ago. Yeah. And then that's, and then uh, he does his little like Japanese punk walk away. Um, and that's, that's all we see from him uh, in this episode. And All Might's like, it is hard being a teacher. <laughs> that's the end of the episode. But there is post credits and try to watch out for these. Um, and so we see a big bird brain, uh, Grillby from Undertale and Arnold Palmer uh, talking about how they want to kill All Might. And that's, that's the post credit scene. Um, so until until they are all named fucking Grillby from Undertale, Birdbrain and Arnold Palmer is uh, <laughs> is what I'm naming them. Uh, episode nine is, yeah, just do your best, Ida, um, which is like <laughs> it sets one. you up to be like, oh, man, we're falling into the the like slice of life yeah. stuff. But uh, but we aren't uh, press is outside um, UA and wants to know more about All Might. Uh, since the viewer in eight episodes knows more about All Might than the general public of Japan, <laughs> um, this is really saying something because we don't know shit still. Um, Bakugo is known as Sludge Boy, Bakugu. <laughs> um, and this is completely not what he needs right now. Yeah, God. <laughs> um, Aizawa tells the press to fuck off and he cannot believe that All Might has to deal with this. Fucking Mike is just like, we could just beat him up. And I'm like, yo, whoa, <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> and that is why uh, present Mike and Aizawa are friends. <laughs> Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, no, I there get it. it. Is. We are introduced to the concept of the automatic defenses that UA has to keep anyone out without a hall pass, um, which is super extra. But you know what? When like villains got laser butts and whatever the fuck else happens in this show, like you got to get some big doors and shit, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I haven't mentioned this yet, but UA is just a big H and that sucks and I love it. <laughs> we see that Ar Arnold Palmer is there watching um, in the background. 
Uh, Aizawa congratulates everyone except for Deku, who he tells that he, you cannot keep having this excuse that you can't control yourself, which is like narratively true and also true in the in the uh, right. in the world of it. It's like, listen, nobody's gonna watch this anime if you keep doing that. Like, <laughs> basically, it's what he tells him, dude. If you're dead, like we don't have any other characters developed, so we need to like you need to step it the fuck up, my dude. We got we got Frenchie. We can't do Frenchie. We got Frenchie and Ida. Grapes? Are you fucking kidding me? The Goon Squad? <laughs> Absolutely not. Now it is time to choose a class rep. Uh, everyone wants it since it it would look good on a resume. Um, Mineta says that he uh, wants the uh, class rep position and then he says he wants to make skirts shorter and I want to make his lifespan shorter. Go fuck yourself, Mineta. Fucking hate that kid. Yeah, no, he f he fucking blows. All, all of these like 14 year old girls already have double D tits. OK, just calm down. <laughs> calm down. He's got double D's on his head. Um, <laughs> Ida suggests a vote and he loses as fuck um he didn't even vote for himself no <laughs> um deku still wins but has zero skill in being a public speaker which i enjoy um it's another for another example of looking too deep into something this is another thing that he has to work on like mm -hmm. you can't just be a hero and just be like ah, i'm deku and like no that's not gonna inspire hope His voice cracks when he's come to save the day like at lunch, uh, we see that everyone is is here. They they say that all three years are there. And I did the math and, and looked it up. Uh, they explain this in depth later, but there are two hero courses, three each of gen ed, support and management classes, uh, and all three years for that. Mm -hmm. A through, I think, J. And uh, so that means that there are about 660 kids here, not to mention faculty, which also um, hang out here, too. Um, so that actually like did a lot for me mentally to think about like how big is this yeah. school like there's this little class of 20 people and then I know that down the hall there's another one that Midnight's teaching but we don't really see them until season two and even then we only see them for like a minute um, and so it was it was interesting for me to be like well let me figure it out okay so two hero courses three gen ed three support three management which is hilarious that there's a management class um, but there's like you know hero agencies and stuff mm -hmm. so somebody's got to fucking crunch those goddamn numbers yeah. and if you have a fucking quirk where you can yeah. where you have like number pad like shit then go for it my quirk is spreadsheets yeah exactly <laughs> let me tell you about spreadsheets all right it makes me wonder though like from ua who goes on to actually be like a hero because it's obviously yeah. like the school is meant for that. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's like Harvard, right? Like only mm -hmm. so many actually go on to be like a doctor or a lawyer. Right. Like you can go to Harvard, but like you got to do shit after that, too. Yeah. And so like 660 kids, they're not all going to be heroes. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. This is this is one hero school of many in the country. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like. I bro, I went to film school. I'm not a fucking director. I also have a degree in general studies. I'm not a general. Fuck um, <laughs> Ida starts talking about uh, the day, and by his vocab, Deku and Uraraka guess that he's rich, um, and he is. Uh, he is from a famous family of heroes that all roughly have his quirk. And I guess they didn't know that he would be. They didn't put it together that he is from this family because, like as a weird little lore thing his family lives like very far away like he traveled to to come here um at least four people in his family have all been heroes and they all roughly have his his same quirk of like go fast um he says his brother is ingenium uh, a pro that he looks up to and he smiles for the first time ever while talking about his bro so he must he must really like him 
Uh, he is he is the younger of the two brothers. So that's really cool to, to set up like a wider thing of like, mm -hmm. oh, this is like a family business for some people. Mm -hmm. Then the alarm goes off. Uh, somebody is here. Uh, a third year student says, holy shit, this has never happened before. So this is like fucking serious. And it reminded me of the time that there was and this is fucking wild. There was an accidental um, active shooter alarm that went off when I was in film school in Chicago. Whoa. We were on the eighth floor. And I was just like, and I and I was working at a facility at on campus at the time, so I had to be like, all right, we're gonna close the thing. And oh god, <laughs> you know, so that like that. That would be so scary. It, yeah, it totally made that connection in my brain of just like, oh god, it's happening yeah. now. In in high school, like we got a lot of bomb threats called in. Yeah, um, same. Like just an absolute shitload of them to the point mm -hmm. where uh, our like high school administration uh, took the absolute not correct route of. Eh, whatever. It's probably fake. We'll just ignore it. That's kind of oh, how no. ours got too. Like I remember, yeah. I was sent home like two or three times for them. Like when, like when I was younger, like probably like sophomoreish year. And then yeah. I remember like towards the end, like they just didn't care. It was like okay, well, like we're gonna look into this. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, thankfully, in this scenario, it is it is a false alarm, basically, because it's just the press. Just the from fucking earlier. press sneak fucks. President Mike uh, says that, you know, technically, the, these guys are villains, so we should be able to beat them up. Bad move. Bad Which call. I think is, like, very funny. Bad call. <laughs> but they could do it's it. Funny, They're trespassing. But it's bad. It's a bad idea. He's like, the cops will back us up. We can do this. And, and Aizawa's like, just wait for the fucking cops, because in this universe, <laughs> cops don't fucking suck. Yeah. Um, Ida is the only one that sees this for some reason, and so he tells Uraraka to make him float so that he can fucking yeet himself <laughs> back at it again at Krispy Kreme style, <laughs> like into a place <laughs> where people can see him. How many, more, how many more vines can you fit in this sentence? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so he, he gets there so that he can tell them that it's okay, and he looks like the exit sign guy, which is a very good gag. It's, a good it's gag. very funny. <laughs> Uh, everyone calms down as the and as the media gets taken away, another like sub moment. Fucking present Mike says goodbye, bad mass communication. <laughs> I love this so much. He's, <laughs> he is the best character in the show. And then uh, we get what was you know obviously like if you've watched any like motion picture or any TV show ever, you know that Ida is eventually going to be the the class rep by Deku and. So so that happens. And Momo is like, I got more votes, though. So she got fucking robbed. Yep. Even in this utopian society, a woman that gets more votes can still end up in second yeah, place. Bullshit. Mm. <laughs> it's my it's my second Hillary Clinton joke of the show. <laughs> God. She gets a lot of moments to show why she probably should have been class rep mm -hmm. later on in the show, too. Um, they call Ida emergency exit, which is cute as hell. That's I great. Really enjoy I that. really like that. But the question kind of remains: who who let the media in? Who who who? who? <laughs> yep. Oh my. <laughs> the principal wonders if somebody got in or if it was a message, and it was definitely Arnold Palmer. Someday later on, All Might is doing overtime saving people. Uh, he's late and running out of steam in more ways than one, and it looks like his power is fading even faster now that he's passed on one for all which is like for him terrifying he's like i can't even fucking do like two hero things before i fucking mm -hmm. turn into a mm -hmm. stick figure uh we get a flashback to all might and deku talking about how deku told bakugo about his borrowed power um all might tells him okay just don't 
keep doing that because <laughs> I worked my entire life to keep this a secret from everybody except for maybe five people. And now, <laughs> like, pretty much that amount of people know about your power. <laughs> it is uh, special class time. We're getting a field trip for a rescue exercise. Deku's costume is wrecked from Bakugo, which sucks because his fucking mom made that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a weird little gag. And this is in the manga and in the in the show, too. Ida's like, here's how we're going to load into the bus. And then they get into the bus. He's like, it's a different kind of bus it's than a, I thought it was. A, <laughs> it's a fucking open seating bus. This has ruined my whole plans. He takes it so seriously being the class rep. And it's and it rules and it and it'll pay off later on too sue says that hey deku uh your quirk is a lot like all mites and he's like oh, oh god <laughs> shit <laughs> um and they shake it off pretty quickly and they just talk about their quirks um you get to see like hard boys like i can turn my arm into a rock great i just like all of the fun people being friends and being happy mm -hmm. that makes mm -hmm. me feel really good we get a moment with uh momo and uraraka talking about deku like people ship deku and uraraka and that makes sense and it's like you know whatever but deku and sue is where it's at in my opinion yeah the, the, the green the green couple yeah. like let's go <laughs> yeah i'm fine with that because i I am a masochist too. Well, I guess uh, I'm not a masochist, but I um, ship Bakuko and Uraraka, which is unpopular, but I stand by it. Especially like late in the later stuff. Like I, yeah. I really and, do. I mean, for good or bad, like this show doesn't really have a lot of time for that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Like we get maybe like three scenes of like people explicitly being like, you know, falling for each other or having a crush on each mm -hmm. other, right? In the entire show. Because like, they're busy learning how to punch buildings apart and shit. <laughs> like, they don't have time for this shit. Um, Bakugo starts bickering, um, but <laughs> Sue isn't having it. She's like, your, your quirk sucks and you don't know how to use it or whatever. <laughs> um, and Deku is like, holy shit, people are making fun of Bakugo for the first time. I can't he, like, handle this. He feels bad about it. Mm -hmm. Of course he does, right? Like the fucking, right. oh my God, soft boy. Um, they arrive and we meet 13 and the rescue hero uh, and Among Us cosplayer. 13 so cool. 13 looks so cool. <laughs> yes. Among Us cosplayer. <laughs> oh my God. 13 is very cool. I'll get into some cooler stuff about 13 in the trivia section too. Good. Um, they are at USJ, which also stands for Universal Studios Japan. Um, <laughs> every facility in the show basically has a theme park acronym joke to it, that which rules. is like, that's a fun thing. Sure. It's funnier. It's funnier because you don't expect it. They're talking about something and and like Kirshin was like, oh, like Disney World. It's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so there's tons of different like biomes and environments here, and they're going to learn how to rescue people in every way, shape and form. 13 tells Aizawa that All Might won't be there. And they hold up three fingers and say uh, he's resting. 13 has a quirk that could be super villainous, but they use it for rescue. Um, they suck up everything and turn it into dust. Uh, they say that it can kill easily, like way easily, like many other quirks if used incorrectly. And that's why in this world, there's all this regulation and stuff, too, because like if you had a child and it's like, oh, cool. With my finger, I can literally disintegrate anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, that's a lot. Okay, here's a suit. Keep that shit on lock. Mm -hmm. 13 says that with um, Aizawa's test, they know more about their quirks. And with All Might's test, they know about what it's like to use them on other people to accomplish something. Now it's time to learn how to use those quirks to save lives. And they are right because the power flickers, uh, gate opens up and famous golfer and drink specialist Arnold Palmer walks through <laughs> with a few dozen friends, including Birdbrain. 
Um, the kids all think that it's part of the gig, but Aizawa says that these are real villains and he goggles up like it's Digimon. Shout out to shout out to Aizawa for like not even like taking time to notice it. He's just like, this happened immediately go time. Aizawa's all about like, okay, this is happening. Now yep. this, I'm dealing with this right mm. now. <laughs> Love him. Love that for him. <laughs> Perfect. His quirk is that he's the perfect man. Yep. So this episode, like I said before, this episode looked like it was going to be like a little slice of life um, episode. But in reality, this was to set up that all the students know each other and are kind of friends to give us stakes for when the villains uh, make themselves known for the first time and aim to slice up the lives <laughs> of these young heroes. Um, and so that's the end of this episode um, with the, the cliffhanger of like, OK, now we're going to deal with people that aren't just shitty jocks how about a guy that wants to kill your best friend mm -hmm. okay so yeah that's that's it for these episodes and now we can do a little bit of trivia i have a like a smaller section of name puns for people shoto's name um contains the kanji of like a roaring fire which is cool um and his first name contains burning show and freezing which is toe which is like okay cool kirishima's last name is ajiro which contains the kanji to cut uh, this is hard boy, by the way. And his first name contains sharp, newborn, son, and male. So his he is literally my sharp baby boy, <laughs> which I enjoy so <laughs> That's much. That's amazing. I love that. We'll learn later on why he is my sharp baby boy son. Uh, but it's funny as fuck to God, me that his good. last name literally is sharp, newborn, male son. <laughs> Um, 13's introduction was in chapter 13 on page 13. That rules. Fucking that rules. That's great. <laughs> Their name is a reference to the Houston We Have a Problem mission, which is oh, hilarious because shit. literally that happened right here. Mm. Um, and they're non-binary, canonically non-binary, yeah. um, which which rules. Hell yeah, shout out. There's been like a interview with the voice actor for that, and they said that like nope they're they're non-binary i love that fucking 13 just wears like yellow boots too mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like they have they have this like giant north face ass like <laughs> <laughs> space spacesuit. i made a joke that it, that they were an among us cosplayer and then like then they have like little stick legs and then little yellow booties which i think fucking is very cool michelin man ass yep exactly <laughs> a michelin them yeah <laughs> Tokoyami's name, which is Bird Boy, uh, his his he's so fucking edgelordy. His name contains everlasting, which is Toko, darkness, which is Yami, and his first name contains to step and to walk through and shadow. So his his name is walking through shadow and everlasting darkness. Fuck, yes, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> and I would like to point out, um, he's a bird and he's edgy. So drum roll, <laughs> he's literally the crow. Good, good. He's the crow. Great. That's yep. that's the joke. Mm -hmm. He's cool. the crow. Good job. Great. Love it. Good job. <laughs> Tape Boy's name. Basically, his name is a pun for the Japanese pronunciation of cellophane tape. That rules. Which is hilarious. Uh, Sarah Hanatepu is, is what it is. And his name is Sarah Hanada, <laughs> um, which rules. Suyu is frog girl or Sue rather. Right. Contains the kanji for frog and plum and rain, which I love. But when put together, uh, the kanji in her name translates to rainy season, which is great. I love that. That's super cute. Lastly, uh, Momo's name contains the kanji for eight, 100, 10, and 10,000, and 100 again. And put together, the kanji for Momo's surname is an idiomatic expression that translates to like a great, uncontrollable, uncountable number. Um, but it basically means eight million. It's like a it's like kind of an expression in Japanese of just like big number. Um, and that kind of alludes to the fact that she's like rich as as fuck. Mm -hmm. She's rich, yeah. which we learn later on. So that's funny that her name is literally like big, big number. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah that does it for um everything in here i mean there's <laughs> what's up motherfuckers welcome to cam koenig's oh, bad advertisement corner <laughs> oh my god um, i actually regret to inform you that i had to watch this last minute right before we recorded uh, we were gonna record last week um and mm-hmm. so i accidentally had ad block on so there's nothing this week Ooh. um mm. but uh i will say uh last week i talked about that fucking ebay ad how about you fucking don't that's it that's all i got <laughs> this has been cam's bad advertising corner it's bad advertisement corner get it right bad advertisement get corner the fucking branding sure. right are you kidding me come on okay okay well you i had sorry i had ad blocker on i couldn't see your brand. <laughs> yeah sorry yeah if you have ad block on this part of the podcast it's just fucking like it's just static yeah. <laughs> it's a vuvuzela <laughs> so yeah this is this sets up our like final confrontation for the season which is wild this is the shorter season of the four that are out um and so for next episode we're going to be watching 10 11 12 and 13 so four episodes in total because i can't we can't just watch three of them and be like, all right, there's one left right. in the season. Yeah, see it in two weeks, motherfuckers. We cannot do that to you or us. And just be grateful it's four and not five, because technically episode nine is kind of part of the next arc. So Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's the end of the like haha we're in school arc and the beginning of like uh oh yeah. big, big big poopy happening. I want to assign us all, if I may, homework mm-hmm. for next sure. episode. Oh, Just God. real quick yeah. thing okay. at the very sure. beginning. Yep. Yes. I want all of us to make up our own super or like what our name would be in my hero based off of random words that we would use in our name. Okay. So here here's what i'll say for that yeah. is we're we're gonna be doing um in between episodes right in between seasons mm. um and my girlfriend was like we should we should just for fun think up like what our hero would be or whatever <gasps> I so i i think we should we should punt that yes. to like we should combine those ideas into like the lot. main thing and we'll we'll bring our fucking ocs do not Hell steal yeah. uh, to, <laughs> fucking... to that uh to the bonus episode oh i love that so much but i want to i just want to find random fucking words and like string it together and be like that's my name <laughs> yeah. your name would be like the japanese like phrase for like instagram thirst trap instagram baddie like. <laughs> i have to have uh i have to have peach in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. your name is like peach emoji video game (laughs) jesus christ i I fucking love that i can't i can't wait for that because and i i have because my girlfriend is obsessed with like oh i want to make like an oc for this thing Mm -hmm. or whatever right so um so she has one and she was like you should make one too so i kind of have one on deck i don't have a name though so that's really good i'm gonna I guess I'm going to look up some whack ass like me pronouncing Japanese things wrong. Yeah, that's going to be a time of an episode. <laughs> I'll try to think up like an English pun too. Yeah. So yeah, do we have any like thoughts about this at all? Um, were you thankful to be out of the like, here we are in school, here's lunchtime. Uh oh, Deku didn't tie his shoes or whatever the fuck, you know? <laughs> Honestly, like I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, like there like i i i am definitely somebody who loves just like dramatic over the top bullshit a whole lot but mm-hmm. something about this show is just really making me really happy for the slice of life stuff so i really yes. didn't mind it at all like the fucking yeah. part where it's just uh deku and uraraka and uh 
Ida sitting at the table just talking. I fucking loved that. Like, because you get world building too, and like the characters are designed as such and and portrayed as such that you you want to know more about mm-hmm. them. It's not like um like I don't mean to 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 bag on Naruto or whatever, but like it's not like here's me i'm Bugman. you like me it's yeah. like yes Bugman, we do they'll show you like seven people and like you can be like oh i like her him and her right. the character building the world building is all fucking incredible like it's yeah well, and it's, it's also interconnected to the plot too like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. we i mean at the very beginning like the first episode that we did we talked about how like there's really not any filler episodes and yeah that's yeah. true and it's because even when they do like the slice of life character building stuff like it's very closely intertwined with what's going to happen next. Or like there's still stuff in that episode that is relevant. For instance, in episode nine, it's very slice of lifey, but at the same time we see like how the kids view the other students in their class. And we Mm -hmm. see um, Mm -hmm. the start of like this whole arc featuring villains. Like you can't skip that episode. It's really important. They explain a little bit about um, like what the school is Mm -hmm. like, um, like class wise and stuff like that. So yeah, like in my opinion, there hasn't been like a shonen thing whose arcs flowed into each other so well. And as it goes on, we'll, we'll see the, the pattern of like big dramatic. I got to punch the guy very good arcs. And then like, Whew, let's decompress from that mm-hmm. and like become better friends with our friends and then it'll lead up into like got to do the big punching again and then it'll it like that's kind of our our a b thing mm-hmm. and so by the time you are i've never been tired of any part of the show but by the time you are like i'm full like yeah. then, then it'll give you it'll give you something uh else every every time like before we start recording i'm just like fuck you nate i want to keep watching this show yeah. like if we were complete mad lads i would just say like let's watch the whole season and do all the episodes at once but we're not gonna fucking do that <laughs> absolutely not every single time that i watch the episodes for this podcast i always watch like two more episodes and then i'm like okay i gotta stop because like <laughs> i because i'm gonna have to rewatch these in a week <laughs> and, yeah you yep. know we could go weekly with this but i'd rather have like more time to think about the themes and get the trivia Mm -hmm. and all that i'm also looking at my film school degree over here watch bad advertisements you know exactly watch bad advertisements all that kind of stuff so with that said i think we've been going on long enough on this recording today so uh everyone thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the big three next time we will be talking about episodes 10 through 13 four episodes don't stop at three if you could stop at three like god bless yeah. you you're gonna watch that fourth <laughs> one even if you did even if i didn't assign it to you the fucking patience of a saint absolutely this next arc uh traumatized me there's there's stuff it's, that happens uh, to people yeah. that i care about to person that i care about yep it's a, um, it's a good arc <laughs> a good arc it's amazing if you like these episodes or think that we missed something uh, hit us up at at big three cast on twitter or check out our discord link uh, in the description for more discussion on this and other shows that we do um, speaking of which you can check out some good shows.biz for some more good shows like this one uh, everything ranked is a show where i i talk about swords uh, and cam talks about key changes mm-hmm. our show art is done by the wonderful jess howard our music is by julian v their work can be found at jules vz i can be found at victory position on twitter i can be found at just jess is fine and i can be found at at the candy man and this has been the big three peace peace